It's me, Mario! Hello there, everyone, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of The Overcast. I am your host, Justin, a.k.a. Oversoul, and I am joined once again by Nick, a.k.a. The Vaping Fiend. Hello, everybody. Today's episode is going to be a review of the new Super Mario Bros. movie because we actually just went to the movie theaters earlier today to go see it. This is opening weekend, and Nick is physically here with me hanging out, so he is going to be a part of today's conversation in the same room using the same microphone um, because... I don't have more than one. <laughs> so yeah, we went to the movies earlier today. We saw the new Mario Brothers movie, the animated one with Chris Pratt and Charlie Day and all them. And um, we we rather enjoyed it. We wanted to talk about it. So this is not going to be like a normal podcast episode. We're going to completely forego the media corner and just go straight into talking about this movie. But much like when me and my brother talked about God of War Ragnarok, it'll be split into a spoiler-free discussion to start with, and then after that, we will get into a spoilery discussion. So we'll, we'll do spoiler-free discussion, and then give our rating, and then after that, we'll jump into spoiler discussions, where we get more into a deep dive of it. So... With that in mind, we're going to jump straight into our spoiler-free discussion of the new Super Mario Bros. movie. Okay, so... Um... The new Super Mario Bros. movie. Spoiler-free. Nick, what are your initial thoughts, like, right off the top of your head? Right off the top of my head, I would say... One of my absolute favorite moments in the movie is when uh, Bowser sings his song. I'm not going to say what song it is because it's on the soundtrack and it's public information. But it was good. It, was, it, it felt like Jack Black being Jack Black, because all, all I could hear when he was singing was Tenacious D. <laughs> One half of Tenacious D. Yeah, that's a very good point. All the Jack Black stuff definitely just, like, all the, a lot of the Bowser stuff honestly just felt like Jack Black being himself. Mm-hmm. It felt very Jack Blacky. Oh, most you know? definitely. Um, Jack Blackish. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because that's a show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, yeah, I actually, like, I know a lot of people complained about the cast, and I, I do understand the argument for, you know, voice actors needing to get more work and not be replaced by famous people all the time, but the cast in this movie all took their roles pretty seriously, I would say. Oh, absolutely. But seriously to the degree of they tried to do it right, for that character, but the movie itself does not take itself too seriously, which I appreciate. The movie, at times, I would argue, is even self-aware, to a degree. Mm-hmm. And that that was a good thing. Um, 
they also they tackle Mario's voice, the issue with Pete, with Chris Pratt's voice, and I will say I don't know if it was just because of fan feedback or what, but you know the 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 line from the trailer that everyone had a problem with the first time, where he's like very unenthusiastically, "Mushroom Kingdom, here we come," you know, yeah. like it, that line's not even in the movie. No, it's it's not. not not at all. That 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 part that part right there when he's jumping, it's completely silent when he's jumping across. I think they cut it. I think they it might have been in the movie, but they cut it out. Yeah, it was meant I was. I feel like to think it was one of those things that was meant for the trailer. Yeah, that that or it was like a Sonic situation where they decided to cut like change it after the fact because of the backlash. Yeah, I it's possible. It's possible. I don't. This is speculation, but from what I gathered from this movie, it's it seems like they may have re-recorded some of Chris Pratt's lines to make him be more Mario-y after the fan backlash. I get the feeling that maybe that might have happened. Obviously, I can't confirm that one way or the other because it's not... They haven't actually said that's what they did. But I get the feeling that they might have because when I was watching this movie, he seemed to double down on the on the wahoos and shit, you know, like, he, he definitely, in, you know, like, the, the, let's go, he, um, he did, he did Mario's, like, catchphrases and noises, and, um, he, I think he did the wahoo thing a lot, like, he was, like, he was having fun with it. Oh, absolutely. You, you know, um, and it was, it was a lot more enthusiastic than it came across in most of the trailers in the movie itself. So I think they may have re-recorded some of his lines. Yeah, I think so. It's entirely possible. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, doesn't mean that's what happened, but it's mm-hmm. possible it could have. Yep. Um, so, so would you? So who was the best performance for you? Then would that be Jack Black? Yeah, I'd have to say Bowser. Which, you know, for being the main villain, didn't get as much screen time as I thought he would. But then again, they're trying to stretch a lot of things into a 90-minute movie. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, was a lot. It's very stuffed. Stuffed full of Easter eggs and references, I might oh, add, by the yes, way. Yes, most definitely. Which a lot of it we'll have to talk more about in the spoilery section, but like... Um, I, I noticed so many things from so many different games. Now, this isn't a spoiler because it was in the trailer, but I think that little blue star that's talking about death and doom <laughs> in the cages uh-huh. is supposed to be from Super Mario Galaxy. <clears throat> so those were nice references, and Luigi being in mostly spooky places is perfect for him because that's like Luigi's mansion right oh, yeah. there. And we all know Mario Kart stuff was in it from the trailers, and there was Mario Kart stuff, and it was awesome. Yes, it was. I will say, and more details in the spoiler section, of course, but I wasn't expecting the Mario Kart stuff to be introduced in the way it was. Oh, no. Like, that surprised me. Like, the the very first Mario Kart-related thing that we saw, I was genuinely surprised to see it where it was, and coming from the characters it was coming from, you yep. know? Like, the origin of it is surprising to me, which, but also really cool, you know? Um, Seth Rogen made a good Donkey Kong, I think. Oh, absolutely. They couldn't have picked anyone better. Yeah, he had... Uh, <laughs> and um, I really like the way the power-ups are handled in this movie. Yes. Um, they just... Uh, 
you know, I... Um, I mean, they went through a bunch of them in the trailers, so I guess I was going to ask you a question, but I think I'll save it for the spoiler parts, just in case. Okay. I don't want to, because I don't want to give away all the fun stuff that this movie does, and they didn't show all the power-ups in the trailers, so I don't want to, I don't want to spoil for people what some of the power-ups they use in this movie are. Yeah. You know? But let's just say that if you've ever played a Mario game a day in your life, you're going to be quite happy with most of it. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, the, the and like... Yeah, the Mario Kart parts had really good references to the um, the weapons in the games, but there was like one in particular that like I it wasn't in the trailer, so it was a nice surprise when it happened, and I that's that's one that cannot be spoiled. Nope, um, absolutely not. But oh, yeah, I was I was pretty happy to see that the movie itself. Um, very entertaining kids movie that, like, if you grew up playing Mario or if you're a fan of any of the Mario shit in general, like, this is chock full of Easter eggs and fan service meant for fans of the game or, like, parents that grew up with the games are taking their kids to see it because it's a cartoon. And it's... It's... It's a it's a fun movie. It's a really fun movie. It's not doing anything extravagant in terms of narrative. What the the main difference you're gonna get here is that your damsel in distress is luigi instead of peach and peach is already combat ready in this in this reality um but the story is not too far off from the original super mario brothers movie with um bob hoskins because it is two plumbers who are working in Brooklyn in the real world who gets sucked into a fantasy world and that's what happened in that movie too and this this is kind of like the origin story movie version origin story of how Mario first appears in the Mushroom Kingdom how a human ends up in this weird land of creatures and stuff Mm -hmm. and you know the blocks and the coins and all that weird shit are just a part of their everyday life in this world, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's I think that's cool. I think that that was that that was handled well. The story isn't doing anything groundbreaking, but it is. Um, it's it's nothing more than a device to to move things forward. At the end of the day, what this movie really exists for is to tickle your nostalgia. Mm-hmm. That's what it's there for. Yes, you absolutely. Know, this is a nostalgia tickler. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but a very well done one. I would say it seems like video game adaptations are getting pretty good. Uh, who else did we have in this? Anya Taylor-Joy was Princess Peach, by the way. And what, Fred Armisen was... And yes, we had Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong, which was interesting. Um, uh, Nick here thought it was Larry David. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> At first. So, um, is there a... What would you say was your favorite part of the movie, like, spoiler-free? If there's, like, uh, maybe a part from the trailers or something that's not plot-heavy, you could talk about... We'll do... We can do a spoiler-favorite part, too, but, like... Oh, dude, I don't know. Or maybe just a favorite asset aspect or concept or, uh, maybe even, like, a reference to the games or something. Dude, anything that I say that I like is definitely going to be spoiler 
chock full of spoilers. Oh, definitely a spoiler heavy one. Yes, yeah, huh? very spoiler heavy. Okay, so let's just say, well, what do we? Th- um, so you said Jack Black was your favorite performance, but yeah. did you did you like everyone else's performance? Oh, I, I loved it. Yeah, uh, okay. Absolutely. No problems with anyone. No, not at all. They definitely used a voice changer for. Um, Keegan Michael Key. Oh yeah, definitely <laughs> for Toad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I forgot that he was Toad. Um, yeah, yeah, but you can you you can't tell from the voice, but you can tell from the attitude. Maybe maybe not because he he did the voice for Toad on um, the Kelly Clarkson show when they when they were all on there for um, for for an interview to promote the movie. Oh. Huh. He was on the Kelly Clarkson show. And it sounded like it did in the movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so he actually did he that. He did some voice exercises and came up with that. That would hurt my throat <laughs> after a while. <laughs> I couldn't possibly, but... Voice actors. I know. Speaking of voice acting, there's a... Oh, this is a little, little off-topic, but... Um, there's, a, there's a documentary called I Know That Voice... And it basically, there's a, it's a bunch of voice actors that go into what it's like being a voice actor, and they even talk about one of the most legendary uh, voice actors of all time, and that was the man that brought us the Looney Tunes. Oh, nice. Okay. I think his name is Mel something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't think of it right now at the top of my head. It's Mel, but you're right, Mel something. <laughs> Um, so let's talk about the, um, the enemies in the movie, because, yeah, not just the Koopas, though, like, because there isn't much that they showed in the movie that wasn't in the trailers, um, so the enemies aren't really spoilery, but, um, I think it was cool that they grabbed as far as they could into the grab bag, because there were some blink and you'll miss it type things, like, we did see a couple of, like, the fish yeah. Like the cheap cheeps, I think they were called. Yeah. Um, but they weren't like a huge deal. I don't know about the the giant eel. That the, I don't remember that. Neither do I. But that could be from something I'm just not recalling. Um, but the shy guys, of course. Yep. Uh the dry bones, the skeleton Koopas. Mm-hmm. I remember them specifically from Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo. Because they would be in the castle levels, and when you jump on them, they'd just fall into a pile of bones. But they would immediately, like, a couple seconds later, they would, like, get back up and resurrect. Bro, when dry bones popped out for the first time, I jumped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was funny. There's, there, there is a, um, a part in the movie where there's a, I don't want to really call it a jump scare per se, but there's a... It's it's kind of in that ballpark, and it it got it got him. Yeah, it got it, him here. He got, got a good jump scare out of me. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, I I definitely have memories of fighting with them in Super Mario World, and I re- distinctly remember the only way you could actually kill them is by shooting a fireball at them. Mm. Um. Which, I guess there are two power-ups we can talk about that's non-spoilery. The mushroom and the fire flower, because we already knew they were part of it from the trailers. Yeah. Um, I love the way that they're handled. In it. My favorite thing about the fire flower is that it changes the color of their clothes like it does in the games to, like, red and white, which is really, really cool. Um, 
And it was cool getting to see characters outside of the norm. Like, I like that they get, like, characters like Donkey Kong, for example, collect power-ups so that we could see, like, a cosmetic change on them. Like, that gave them the opportunity to play around with cosmetic changes. Absolutely. To characters like that. Um, which I thought that was cool. Peach, Peach's outfit when she has the fire flower is, like, way cooler than her normal outfit. Yes. It, like, the red, the white dress with the red... Uh, the red trimming is yep. way way cooler than her normal pink shit. Hell yeah! <laughs> um, so I definitely, I definitely enjoyed that. Yeah, I think everyone did a good job. Like when I first heard Charlie Day was going to be Luigi, I was like, "Well, that's perfect. Like that's 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 the absolute most logical choice right there." All I could hear was Charlie from Sun. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, but it was funny. It was good. He was <laughs> a good Luigi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I just, I love, oh, I can't talk about this without talking about the soundtrack. The soundtrack to this movie is yes. made up almost entirely of, like, re-remixed and reorchestrated versions of music from the games. Absolutely, and it was amazing. Yes, yeah, like, we heard the Mario Kart theme, we heard music from Smash Bros. at one point, mm-hmm. um, all of the familiar Mario music, the da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, you know, it's in there. The sound effects from the games, the, you know, the blue loop loop and the brow wow wow, you know, and the shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like the shy guys made their noises, the brow brow, you know, that kind of stuff. Like that shit was all in the movie. Yeah, dude. You know? It was fucking amazing. Um, other sound effects I'll talk about in spoilers because there's one particular item during the Mario Kart section that I have to talk about in the spoilers spot because it was. Mm-hmm. God damn, it was so well done. It was. That that Mario Kart section was like, hey, what if Mario Kart was Mad Max? It was kind of what we, they went for there, I feel like. Yeah. It was funny. Mm-hmm. It was like almost twisted metally, right? Because it, it, was. it wasn't power-ups based, but they all had weapons on their vehicles to begin with. Like, I think Donkey Kong had like homing missiles on his. The... Um, Barrel cannons. The barrel cannons, yeah. Which, that was another fun thing, too, that happened kind of later in the movie. The whole uh, rocket barrel thing, I think, is actually a reference to a Donkey Kong game. Yeah, and then so, you got the, the bullet bobs. Yeah, the the bullet... Bullet bills. Bullet bills, they're called. Um, the bullet bill, that's right. You have your bullet bills and the babam, the babams and all that. That yeah. one scene where everyone's throwing a party at Bowser's castle has, like... A grab bag of every like cannon fodder Mario enemy that you've jumped on in a Mario game since yeah. the beginning of time. It had the the Goombas were the very first Mario enemy ever. Like the the original Super Mario Brothers, the very first thing you see when you start that level besides a block with a mushroom in it is a fucking Goomba, which is like a mushroom creature. Yes. Yep. And they did not get as much screen time in this as the Koopas, but. The Koopas are more closely related to Bowser. They've always been his... There's yeah. a reason they call them the Koopa Troopers. Mm-hmm. The Koopa Troopa. Mm-hmm. You know. I wonder if if they if they do sequels, and we know they will, and we'll talk about why later, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yes. If they do sequels, I wonder if they'll introduce, like, Baby Bowser slash Bowser Jr. Or, um... Um, the Koopa Kids. Or something like that down the line. Maybe. That would be interesting. 
But yeah, I like the, I like this fish out of water concept. I like this whole Mario and Luigi are actually humans in the real world that get sucked into a fantasy world, and now it's just their new life kind of thing. Yep. You know, um, I like the whole. Did you get the whole um, our princess is in another castle joke? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was that was awesome. All right. So yeah, there's not really a whole lot you can say the. Spoiler free about this movie besides the fact that it's like Mario, you know, and this is the kind of thing that like, a lot of people, even when you spoil it, like, what are you really spoiling? You know, you already know how this movie's going to turn out in the end. So, you, what you're really spoiling is the references and the Easter eggs and the, the winks at the audience. I remember so, there was one other, because this is, this wouldn't necessarily be spoiler territory. Okay. Because it was in, they basically uh, put a QR code, I think it was at the end of one of the trailers or some shit, or there was a QR code in a trailer or some shit, and then it led you to the website, and the website has the commercial for the their plumbing service that they were did a commercial for in the movie. Oh, Yeah. And it basically was a throwback to the uh, the old Super Mario Brothers um, cartoon. Yup, yep, with the Mario Brothers rap with the plumbing. Yes, thing they did an ode to the old TV show. Oh, we're the Mario Brothers, and plumbing's a game. We're not like the others who get all the fame. When your sink is in trouble, you could call us on the double. We're faster than the others. You'll be hooked on the brothers. Huh. Yep. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. That was a nice little... And I just want to throw out there that Nintendo was directly involved in this, and so was Miyamoto. So, uh, once again, just like with The Last of Us, um, and with like Sonic the Hedgehog movie, we have game developers and people who work in the gaming industry directly involved in the making of the movie. You know? Which is always a good sign. Yes, yes. Usually, usually, not always, but usually. <laughs> More often than not, it's a good sign. Yeah. Yeah, because there's, there's been a couple of times where it didn't make a difference, but... But lately, it's been, lately it's been looking good. So, it yeah. was nice to see that, too. I mean, and, like, this is an Illumination movie, okay? So, you expect Illumination humor to some degree. This is the same people that brought you Despicable Me and the Minions and all that. So, but it's, it's very, um, speaking, it's a very fun movie, regardless. Speaking of Illumination, this is the first Illumination movie to break box office records for, like, animated movie. Really? Yes. Well, that's interesting. But yeah, the, the movie is basically a, a fun time for the whole family. You can appreciate it if you grew up with the games. You can appreciate it if you're a newer fan or, you know, if you're just a parent taking your kid to see a cartoon movie, that's always an option too. But like, mm -hmm. Mario's been a thing since before some of us were born, you know. Uh, so, it's definitely got a solidified place in history oh, in, in pop culture history like even people who aren't gamers know who mario is yeah with the way everything was done in this film i uh, i i couldn't i couldn't i can't complain no no not, this not was, at all this was a uh, this was a solid movie so this is one of those movies that for me i like um i don't really have any complaints but i might 
I might nitpick the fact that Mario doesn't like mushrooms. That just seems forced to me. <laughs> I don't know why. Like that that particular bit wasn't exactly. I don't know. It was just weird. It was just like, why would you do that? Why did she like? I, I get that it was supposed to be funny, but I it felt more. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's hard to explain exactly. It just seems like the the uh it just seems like you're desecrating sacred ground there yeah. a little bit that i guess maybe is the best way to put it yeah <laughs> it kind of feels um a little sacrilegious if you will a little blasphemous for mario to not like mushrooms yeah um i mean i get that's the point at the same time but it's still, still like Anyways, though, that's not really a complaint. The the I, I liked. I will also say that like the movie really once when the movie got good was when they actually like go to the Mushroom Kingdom. Although <laughs> there is some slapstick shit that happens in the real world in the beginning that had Nick here laughing pretty hard. Yes. It was pretty. It was like a quiet theater full of people watching this, and this man was over here chuckling pretty loudly <laughs> at this part. But it was funny. It was funny. Um, so, I say this um, because I want people to know before... Obviously, we're going to give our rating before we switch over to spoiler section. And I want people to know that this is not like some like disingenuous thing. Rating scales, for me, are not like... If you don't get a perfect score, that means there is something wrong with you. It just means that like... Uh, Sometimes something can be good. It can be good and be almost flawless, but being good isn't always enough. Sometimes, if you want those like those high numbers, you have to not only be good, but you also have to do something more. You have to go above and beyond to get that extra credit. You know, like Lord of the Rings kind of shit. So this is a really good movie. For fans of the Mario games, as far as, like, entertainment and fan service and all that. But, at the end of the day, it's still just a basic-ass kids movie. So, and, and there are really good, like, it's it's a kids movie, but it's not, like, it's not Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. No. You know what I'm saying? It's not that quality. So, for me, personally, and again, this is not a bad thing. There's nothing wrong with the movie, per se. It's just... It's it's good, but it's just good. It's not like, um, you know, like, holy shit above and beyond good. It's just good, good. I would give it a solid 8 out of 10 would be my rating for it. I think people, like, I don't, I think that's fair, because that's a B on the grading scale, right? That's a, that's a, that's a strong passing grade. I'd have to give it an 8.5. 8.5, you say? 8.5. Okay. Yeah, I can go with that, too. It no, decent. No, no 0.5 for me, just an 8, I think, but, uh... But, yeah. Yeah, okay, so we're in the same ballpark, at least. Yeah. It's like, I guess we both understand that it was a good movie, and there's not really anything wrong with it. It's just that it's also not, like... You know, it's not going to be an Oscar nom. No. You know, it's not going to win any awards, but it's it's a it's a um, it's a popcorn flick. Yeah, that's the best way to look at it. 
That's yeah. definitely got rewatch value too. It does because maybe you miss some Easter eggs the first time around. You want to exactly. go rewatch them. Exactly. Yep. 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 So. Which I will end up doing at some point. I'm just gonna <clears> end up buying it. Right. Yeah, I'll probably buy it too. <laughs> so. With that in mind, and we both gave our ratings, this is the end of the spoiler-free discussion of this movie. Um, and now we are going to transition over into spoilers, so if you haven't seen it, and you don't want it spoiled for you, now is the time to leave, go away, um, come back later and finish listening once you've seen the movie. Or if you don't, if you've seen the movie and you want to hear the rest of this, or you don't care about spoilers, then... Continue to sit and enjoy as we transition over into the spoiler discussion of the Mario movie. Yes. That's right, Cooper. I'm gonna clean your pipes. All right, now we're in the spoiler-heavy discussion of the Mario movie. This is the part where there will be spoilers. You have been warned for the last time. Yes. So, <clears throat> now, Nick... Give me your initial spoiler thoughts on this movie. So, I loved the way they did the side-scroller part and owed to the, like, original, like, Super Mario. Oh, you're talking about in the city when they're still in the real world in the beginning. Yes. And they're, like, and they're like running real fast because the, the truck doesn't work and Mario's like, we can still get there in time. And yeah, yeah, like, Luigi's struggling to keep up, but Mario's, like, parkouring the shit out of that place. Yeah, he was. And the, the camera angle turns so that it looks like a side-scrolling video game, like classic Mario. Yep. That was that was amazing. The Rainbow, Ra Rainbow Road was a nice surprise, too. Rainbow Road was in the trailer. Was it? Yeah, for the Mario Kart parts. Okay. In the second trailer they released, I think. Okay. Yeah, no, that, yeah. Seeing Rainbow Road was really nice. I absolutely cannot stand that level in... Uh... Mario Kart, though, that shit's got to be one of the more, more difficult levels. It is, a, it is a hard level. Speaking of which, they actually have, on Mario Kart 8 for the Switch, they've been releasing DLC tracks every couple of months. I bought the booster pack, so I get them, like, every time they come out. And okay. one of the recent, like, a lot of them that they add are, like, updated versions of tracks from older games. But uh, one of the ones they added... They occasionally add, like, a new original track in them, too. Mm. And the most recent download had, like, a Yoshi's Island nice. track. Nice. Track. Because that's one of the big things, folks. This movie has two credit scenes, mid- and post-credit scene. And uh, the mid-credit scene is just some funny Bowser stuff. But the post-credit scene shows us that the next movie will have Yoshi in it. Yes. Yoshi! Kind of like they did with the first Sonic movie where they brought in Tails in the post credit scene. And then in the second one they had, uh, was it? Tails. Sha Shadow. Tails and Knuck. Oh, in the credit scene the they credit had Shadow. Yeah. Shadow. So I'm really hoping they bring Jim Carrey back as uh, Dr. Robotnik for that. Right. But, um... But anyway, yeah, I really love that. Speaking of the Mario Kart stuff, the thing I was trying so hard to avoid talking about was the blue shell! Yes. I loved that that was in there because the blue, it was actually a Koopa inside a tank that was chasing them for a while. When they finally defeated him, he was like, he was like, you cannot escape me. And like, at first, when he walked out of that explosion, I was like, oh, come on, he survived that shit? What a load of malarkey. Mm -hmm. But then when he said, you cannot escape me, I was like, 
okay. And then he said, blue shell. And I said, oh, shit. Now I get it. <laughs> and, like, I, I immediately had holy fuck flashbacks to all those times that I got screwed over in Mario Kart from the blue shell. The blue shell. And always. when it showed up and the noise it made, it did the whole thing before it fucking smashed into them. I mm-hmm. love it! Absolutely. It was so well done. And the way, okay, so the way they they had Jack Black doing Bowser, the last thing I expected was him to, like, ask her out and ask him ask her to marry him. Okay, so that's from Super Mario Odyssey. Is it? Yeah. Okay. The one on the Nintendo Switch. And the part of the thing yeah, with I've never played it. The part of the thing with that game is that Mario can like throw his hat at things and like take over those things. You can play as a T-Rex in that game if you throw your hat at it. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> There's just weird shit like that in there. Um it was kind of like that newer Kirby game where you can like like, eat a vending machine and be the vending machine, or, like, a car and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> in All order right. to solve puzzles and shit. It was beautiful. Um, that game was in my top ten list last year. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so that was from that whole, like, Bowser wanting to marry Peach thing, and, like, his even his whole suit with the white hat and all that, all straight from Super Mario Odyssey. Okay. Totally and completely. Um, so, yeah, um, that was an interesting um, sideline, and it was really cool seeing Jack Black get to sing as Bowser. Oh, yes. Because it's literally just him, you know, just being Jack Black at that point. Peaches, 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 I wonder. I wonder if he wrote his own lyrics. More than likely, for that song. This is Jack Black we're talking about. Yeah, he can write a song off the top of his head in like ten minutes. Well, the way he was doing it too, it just seems like something that he would do. You know, oh yeah, like, most oh, Peaches, 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 peaches. Yeah. Oh, it was just, that's very Jack Black. And then we had an awesome cameo in there. We got the uh, original voice from the video games of Mario made a cameo in the movie. Yep, that was a that was a nice. Surprise. Surprise. Twice, actually. Once in the beginning and once in the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was, uh, it, it was funny because it was, like, a nice nod to, like, how they're doing the, the heavy Italian accents in the commercial that they made for their plumbing service. Um, but they used their normal Brooklyn accents outside of that. Yep. Which was also really interesting to me. It's like the movie's way of being self-aware about the whole Mario voice thing and calling attention to it. Um, so I was kind of glad that they did the things the way that they did them uh, in this movie. Was you Were you expecting it to open on Bowser? No, I wasn't. I wasn't expecting it to open on Bowser at all. Yeah, that was interesting how they started that off. So those penguins that he that he infiltrated, those penguins are, I believe, from Super Mario sixty four, from the Frozen World. Okay. Yeah, and I know I've seen some of them in the uh, the, the the Frozen World uh, tracks and some of the Mario Kart games. Yes. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Because Mario Kart and Mario Party and stuff like that is all built and based around like existing assets from previous Mario games. They had some awesome like like uh smash brothers references in there too like the big battle between 
uh, Mario and Donkey Kong. Not only that, but that was also a reference to the original Donkey Kong game because he was throwing barrels at him and shit. Yep. And some of the beams that they were jumping on. Yep. Um, and then when Mario got the cat suit, that was from Super Mario 3D World. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Or... Yeah, Super Mario 3D World, on which was a Wii U game and was re-released on the Nintendo Switch. Also, Super Mario Land on the Nintendo 3DS also had the cat suit. Do you think in the next one we'll see Dr. Mario? Because we didn't really see him in this one. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, there was a stint where Mario decided to be a doctor for a while, so... <laughs> There's actually, like, a video out there that, like, breaks down the entire timeline of all the Mario games in chronological order. I like that they put the the raccoon in there, too. I, yeah, the Tanuki suit. Yeah, the Tanuki suit. Yeah, they call it raccoon, but it's it's official name is the Tanuki suit, which they added a, a feature to it that doesn't actually work. Yes, in the game, you can jump really high when wearing that suit, um, because he, like, wags the tail and stuff. And that's from Super Mario Brothers 3, that Tanuki suit. In fact, he's wearing it on the on the cover art for that game. Okay. But he can't spin the tail around to fly like that in in the video games. That's not a thing in the games. Um, they added that to the movie. In fact, it, the whole time he was doing that, all I could think of was Tails from the Sonic movie, mm-hmm. from the Sonic games. Right. Because that's exactly what he was doing, using his tail to fly. Which, by the way... Luigi got lucky as shit at the end there because there's no way, there's no way he would have lived if Mario didn't catch him. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but like as close as he was to the lava at the end there, like even though he didn't touch it, he still would have been pretty burnt up just from being that close to it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> there's no way he survived that shit. No, <laughs> at all. Hell no. But yeah, still. Um. So what was your favorite power-up in the movie? Now we can talk about all of them. I liked the 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 the, the, the growing power-up. The mushroom, the the regular the Mario mushroom. mushroom. Yes, yeah. Um, I have to say it was the ice flower from the wedding that Peach used at the wedding. Yeah, to uh, to um, freeze. Bowser. Yep, yep, and among other things. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a nice little surprise. It also, that one also made her dress look really cool. It did. Um, she was throwing ice like Elsa. Yes, yeah, because the, the fire flower is a thing in the older games. The ice flower, I think they added in some of the newer ones, like new Super Mario Brothers Wii and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a cool one. The star, of course, ended up being exactly what I expected it to, because if you ever played a Mario game and got the star, then you know it makes you invincible for a little while, and you can just kind of, like, run through everything. Yep. And anything you touch will get knocked knocked out. You pick up the star, and it goes, and then you're just, like, running through the level, and every enemy you touch goes, clunk, clunk, clink, clunk, you know? Um... So it was really cool seeing that, like, in movie form where they're just, like, bum-rushing the enemies and they just, like, throw them all kinds of places. Bowser's a fool for trying to fight them while they have that star power because there's literally nothing you can do. Yep. I will say, though, slight unfair advantage in the movie. In the video games, that power has a time limit for obvious reasons. But because of... But in the movie, they treat it like every other power-up where you hold on to it until you get hit, and then you lose it. 
which or or they they held on to it for either that or they managed to just kick everyone's ass within the amount of time that they had within that star because that star power did disappear after the fight so maybe it was still on a time limit like in the games but i do like that they added that um that you lose your power up when you get hit because that's exactly how it is in the games yeah you know because <laughs> I remember Super Mario Brothers or Super Mario World, you know, you'd have the power up. He'd pick up the mushroom and you'd go, wah, 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 and you'd get all big. And then if you got hit by something, it would go, dooku, dooku, dooku. Or it'd go like, meow, 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 you know, go down. While we're on the topic of Super Mario, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about the uh, Super Mario World that they have at like Universal Studios. Uh, Orlando and Universal Studios Hollywood at some point I would love to go and see what they have because I know they have uh, a live action version of fucking Mario Kart that you can ride around in your own cart designed after the video game that's pretty awesome hell yeah yeah I um I uh what was I gonna say? Oh, so um I another video game related thing that I really appreciated was when Luigi is first in the in the Darklands or whatever and he first runs into dry bones, which is where you got jump scared. He's moving the flashlight back and forth across the screen. At one point he pans past and there's a dry bones in the light. Yeah, it reminded me of Luigi's mansion almost. Yeah, which is yeah. I, that that was that was really good. Too bad there wasn't any booze involved, and it would have really been like Luigi's Mansion. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But um, we did see a boo in the movie, though. We saw King Boo at the wedding. Yes. And we also saw King Babam at the wedding, who is from Super Mario 64. A lot of people remember he's like the first boss battle in Super Mario 64, where you get to the top of the hill, and you have to, as he's like stomping towards you, um, you have to like run around behind him and pick him up and throw him onto the ground three different times to win that fight. Um, but uh, he he went kaboom in the movie. <laughs> Peach got him with that uh, okay. with that spear. So, but, uh, yeah, I was going to say the whole thing with dry bones, so when Luigi finally knocks him out and he falls to pieces... I immediately knew that it was going to come back together and resurrect because that's how it worked in the games. Whenever you would jump on one of those motherfuckers, they would fall into a pile of bones, but then two seconds later they'd come back, you know? And I was like, oh, he's going to come back. Like, I was expecting... I saw that shit coming a mile away. Mm -hmm. Um, You got to kill him with a fire flower Mm power-up. I will say, it was really crazy how quickly... Luigi adapted to the whole power-up thing at the end of the movie, because this whole time he'd just been trapped in this world. He never got the experience that Mario had. But yet, at the end of the movie, when they both get the star power-up, he's, like, neck-and-neck with him on combat, like, prowess. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, he was doing... He was keeping up with him like he'd been doing this shit the whole movie, too. (laughs) You know? It's a little... It's a little... a little convenient. Oh, so yeah, I want to talk about the the first Mario Kart thing that we got in the movie was when they go to the Donkey Kong area, and you know the the 
the doorman is like, all right, hop in the car, and he's driving them around, and you're like, oh, this is Mario Kart. So the Kongs invented the Mario Kart concept in this world. Yes. You know? And that, to me, was pretty cool, because they use it, it's their mode of transportation. It's literally how they get around in their area. You know? And I thought that that was pretty cool. They even did the, like, more modern Mario Kart shit, too, where they got the ramps and they got the gliders and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They did all of that. And then when they're making their carts, Mario, Luigi, and Toad are making their carts, the little the little wheels that they scroll through are like exactly like in the Mario Kart game when you're scrolling through those menus to put your cart together. Yep. It was really cool to see that, because that's how it is in Mario Kart 8. An ode to the video games. Yeah, this entire movie was an ode to the video games, quite frankly. That's that's literally all it was was like just like ninety minutes of Easter eggs and fan service and mm-hmm. stuff from the games. I love seeing Mario and Donkey Kong team up at the end and like bl- bl- blast through those enemies, going through the pipes and shit. Mm-hmm. There was so much fun about this movie. So many, so many really cool, good things to enjoy. So, what would you say was like? Okay, tell me your. First, tell me your least favorite part of the movie, or something, if anything, that bothered you, or maybe something you didn't like, and then tell me your favorite part of the movie. Okay, so, I would have to say my least favorite part... You mentioned it earlier, um... It was, uh... I know this is gonna sound... I don't know. My least favorite part was the fact that it that that Luigi was the damsel in distress in this situation. It should have been like Peach, but I understand the way the direction they went with it because she was already combat ready. Yeah, yeah, she had her. I will say I noticed when she finished that obstacle course, really cool obstacle course by the way. You know what that reminded me of was like the training montage in the Disney's Hercules. Yes. Um but anyways, that obstacle course, uh, you know how she like used her dress to float down at the end of it? Yes. So two things there. Not only did she grab the flagpole at the top, that which is from all the Mario games. Yes. You know, the, like the original one, you wanted to like, the closer you got to the top of the flagpole at the end of the level, the higher score you got. Yes. But also her using her dress to float around like that is from Super Mario Bros. 2, which was the first game she was playable in. Where the char- some of the characters had like a kind of like a sort of different advantages to them. Mm-hmm. You had Mario, Luigi, Peach, and Toad. You could play as each of them, and each one had a different advantage. Mm-hmm. And hers was the fact that she could glide using her dress. It's also a thing, or it was a thing in Smash Bros., but I think in more recent ones she uses an umbrella instead to float down. Okay. But, okay. Um... What would be your... What was your favorite thing? absolute favorite? Yeah. I would have to say... My absolute favorite part of the movie... Was the... uh, Was the the part where... Mario and uh, Luigi... Consumed the, the star. 
and beat the ever living shit out of Bowser and the, <laughs> his his Koopa Troopas. They go on a star power ass kicking rampage. Yes, they do. Yeah, they save the day. That was really fun. Um, I really I enjoyed that as well. I would say. So I'm not really bothered by the whole Luigi, Luigi being the one in trouble thing. It makes sense in this story because he got teleported to, you know, the wrong place. But just like Mario, he's a fish out of water. If the roles were reversed, Mario would have been the one that was kidnapped. You know, it would have been just just as easy for it to happen to him because he wouldn't have had the advantage of being able to meet someone who could teach him about this world. You know, Luigi got thrown into a very shitty area with no knowledge of what to expect. And, yeah, it was kind of just not good for him. But I get my only complaint about that is that he just... I don't feel like he got enough screen time, maybe. The movie definitely wanted to focus on Mario and Peach more than anything else. How, um, like, when Toad brought Mario through the, 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 the Mushroom People area... Or is she? He he. Just to get people's attention, he goes around saying, hey, "This guy's brother is gonna die indefinitely." And Mario looks at him and like, "Wait, what?" Uh, yeah. It's just to get everybody's attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Don't worry, we're totally gonna save him." You know, I'm like, no, no, you're not. I don't think so, man. No. But they did. No, of course they did. Yeah. I, it, it's gonna be. It's one of those kind of stories that have to end that way. Yep. Yeah, also, I think I think the little star guy was funny in, like, a really fucked up kind of way. Yeah. yeah like, I love that dark humor stuff. And it's very juxtaposition-y because it's all this, like, dark, demented, nihilistic, we're all doomed, embrace the sweet release of death kind of stuff <laughs> coming out of a voice that sounds like a four-year-old child. Yes. <laughs> that was fucked up. <laughs> That's what I liked about it, but I feel like I feel like they kind of overdid it when they when they threw him there at the very end too. Mm-hmm. Although the saxophone Mario Brothers theme was nice, but the um, yes the uh, I feel like that little star creature lost its edge at the end. Like he was fine the way he was before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I laugh though when they go to lower all the prisoners into the lava and he's like ah finally mercy (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how long that thing has been trapped there to have gotten into that kind of Stockholm syndrome (laughs) like you know like how long do you have to be prisoner to finally be like ah death is my goal now you know yeah that was definitely an emo star yeah that was uh Oh, I did. I did like that though. I do like that kind of that kind of weird shit. It reminded me of Eeyore. Um, it's hard to say what my favorite part of the movie is in particular. I would say in general, I just I like all the parts where it gets very gamey, where they're like running across blocks and shit, and they're like when they're doing the obstacle course or like when they're doing the Mario Kart stuff, you know. And you get like sound effects from the games and stuff like all that stuff right there. Just like all the stuff that like tense towards the games and shit. Yeah, it had my inner child just laughing for glee, just yep. super happy, that kind of thing. That was that was the kind of stuff I liked. Um Oh yes. I don't know if I had I don't know if I had a least favorite. You know, to be honest, I think I I didn't enjoy the part 
in the beginning with the the dog and the plumbing and all that stuff as much as you did. You were laughing your ass off at that, <laughs> but I felt like that entire scene was a waste of time. Was that funny. could have been better utilized with more Mushroom Kingdom stuff or something. Yeah, it was funny though. I mean, I, I know that they had to put their... I know that they had that. I just, I didn't care about any of the real world shit. I just wanted them to get to the good parts. <laughs> I was the only one laughing at that one. That's what you were like the sole person laughing in the theater. It was, what I found funny is like, because the shower started filling with water and the dog was trapped in it. You're like, oh no, that poor dog. And I didn't want to say anything because like we were in the theater and I didn't want to make a discussion out of it here. But I was like, you know, I was like, you know, those showers don't go all the way up to the ceiling, right? Like he's going to float over the top. And like, and then of course, like two minutes later, the dog's sitting there at the top of the fucking shower, smiling down at them because he's about to climb over and out. His Luigi fucking <laughs> broke his bone and he was pissed. Yeah, that. Oh shit. Yeah, that dog. Um, that's the other thing too. I hate when that kind of shit happens. Like, what owner lets their dog get away with this nonsense? Like, if you're gonna have a technician, a plumber over something, put your fucking pets away when they're over there, man. Like, that part. Get in the way, <laughs> you know. The one thing that irritated me was the fucking lady that was sitting behind us. Like, come on, turn off your phone. Your phone was ringing and you answered it. Left, came back, and just y'all were talking the entire goddamn movie. Yeah, I didn't hear her phone ring, but like I knew she was gonna be a problem the moment that she sat down behind us and started uh, started talking to the people she was with, like yep. the kids, and she was like, she didn't even try to whisper. She was just like speaking at normal talking voice volume. Yeah, I'm telling you, get fucked, Karen. Thank you. Yeah. Thankfully, it didn't ruin the experience for me too much, but, like, it was, um, she was a little annoying a couple of times, and I kept, I swear I kept seeing, like, the same people come and go, like, twice out of the theater. Yep. Like, the uh, lady and two kids, like, did they need refills that much? I, I, I drank all of my, all of my pop, I ate all my popcorn, I ate all my pretzel bites, and I waited to leak the lizard after the movie. Yeah, 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 because for me, I usually, when it comes to movies, I'm, if it's my first time seeing it, I'm not leaving. Doesn't matter how bad, I gotta take a piss. Exactly. Unless it's like an emergency thing. I think there's been like one or two times where I made an exception, but for the most part, you know. This was something I did not want to miss. Right. I won't even go to get refills. Like, if, um... If someone's with me and they want a refill, they better get their own damn refill, because I'm not going. You know? Once it's gone, it's gone. I'm paying attention to what's happening on the screen at this point. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, this movie, man, I, um... I enjoyed it overall. Like I said, I gave it an 8, you gave it an 8.5, but, like, just getting into the spoiler discussion, like, is... Like I said, I knew the spoiler discussion was mostly just going to be filled with talking about the references to the games and stuff like that, and... You know, just some of the lines and jokes and uh, other things that they do and talk about. But, oh, I was just... I I think the blue shell might have been one of my favorite parts of the movie, too, absolutely. if I'm being honest. Yes, absolutely. Just the way that that was brought on, where he's like, you cannot escape me, I am the blue shell. And, like, I was ready to argue with the movie, but I thought about it for a second. I'm like, you know, it's not wrong. You cannot escape the blue shell. <laughs> And, um, 
Unless you have the unless you have like the earthquake horn thing or whatever the fuck it is. It's mm-hmm. like the only thing that works against it. But yep. A solid, enjoyable movie overall, but it's not the kind of movie that you can really get into like a deep, dedicated to our discussion about because there's not really a lot there to work with. It's not like a it's not a think piece, it's not a character development heavy movie, you know, it's not a it's not a so it doesn't have social commentary. It's not trying to teach a lesson or give you a message. It's literally just like an adventure movie, you know, just like uh, fish out of water, get sucked into a fantasy world, and recruited to help save the day, mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know, like Chronicles of Narnia, yep, type shit. Um, which even then, Chronicles of Narnia actually has a lot more to dissect than this movie does. When you because that actually has like metaphors and stuff. This is literally this movie literally just exists as a device to spoon feed you a bunch of Mario references, and it's a it's the kind of movie where you turn off your brain for ninety minutes and you just shut up and enjoy it. Exactly. You don't overthink it. You don't. You know, it's not that kind of thing. You know, the same. It's not Citizen Kane. No, okay. No. <laughs> it's not. No, no, no. No. It's just so. This is not the kind of movie. Like, if we were talking about, I don't know, like The Last of Us, we could be on this for five hours. Oh yeah. You know, this is not that kind of thing. This is a very simple kids movie with nostalgia reference for gamers. It is a fun time. Like, you know, take your kids, take your parents. You know, take everybody. Take your cat. Take your dog. They'll. Everybody will like this movie. You know, um, because it's just fun. It's just a fun family movie the, for people of all ages. And um, there's not a, not a whole lot much more you can really say about it, honestly. No, not really. I mean, it's, an, it's also only a 90-minute movie, you know. Like, and I could easily just run down what happened from beginning to end in the matter of, a matter of 20 minutes. So, it's... Uh, yeah, I loved I loved uh, the performances. I loved the references. I loved the visuals. I loved the enemy variety that they had from yes. the games. Um, the power up variety that they had from the games. I love that they didn't just condense it down to like a couple of things from the earlier games. I like that they this was a huge grab bag of things from all over the Mario universe. You know that was really and the fact that they even Donkey Kong is technically his own thing from his own game series and they brought him into this too you know and put put made him you know put his world as part of the Mushroom Kingdom which is pretty cool and the Kongs have like a whole army mm-hmm. yeah yeah so I liked all that stuff that was really really fun <clears throat> you have any final thoughts before we wrap this up. Not that I can think of, no. Alright, nothing else that the... I mean, I guess... Um, so, I guess before we wrap it up, you know, considering where this movie went and considering the the literal Easter egg at the end with uh-huh. Yo- Yoshi's egg hatching... If they were, to, if they're gonna do a sequel, where do you think they're gonna go next with the story? What do you think? Do you think they'll do like maybe a Yoshi's Island type thing? Oh, that would be awesome! You know, um, like that would Yoshi's... be amazing. Yes. Oh, sp- before I forget, speaking of Yoshi's Island, um, we did get a flashback with Baby Mario and Baby Luigi. Yes, in we this did. movie, I forgot about that, and they looked just like they did in their games. Because there was the original Yoshi's Islands games, which take place in the original in 
in the video games when Mario and Luigi are just babies. Because in that first game, you are do you are playing as Yoshi trying to protect baby Mario and get him home because the stork dropped him. Okay. You know? So it wouldn't be something like that, but I'm thinking, like, if they're going to bring Yoshi into the next movie... Mm-hmm. Um, they should do something with, like, Yoshi's Island or something. Not not Yoshi's Island, per se. That's not what I should be said, because it's a little late for that in terms of... Because Mario's not a baby anymore, but... But I'm thinking more like Super Mario World, the Super Nintendo one. That yeah. one had the... There was a feather that gave Mario a cape. That's a power-up we didn't see in this movie. That's true. By the way, the fe- the cape feather. We, what, didn't, we didn't see that. Who do you think would voice... Uh, do the voice of Yoshi? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, because they didn't, they didn't tell us in the cast listing who voiced Yoshi, did they? No, I don't believe so. I didn't see that either. That'd be a really good question. It'd have to be somebody who can do that kind of squeaky voice thing. Yeah. I would have to think about that. And maybe even look some people up and see. Maybe... I was going to say Tom Kenny, but I don't know. That's the voice of SpongeBob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he does other things, too. He's in yeah. a lot of stuff. He, he can change his voice a bit. I don't know about Yoshi, though. Maybe. Maybe. I could see it. I could maybe see it. Alan Tudyk? Tudyk? I don't know. I mean, sure. he changes his voice sometimes, right? Because he was the chicken in Moana. He was. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, yeah. I love that. That's my dad's uh, spirit animal. <laughs> nice. So... I don't know. That's a really good question. But I want to see them... Okay, so Bowser's obviously pissed and he's going to want revenge. And Yoshi's going to be included. So I'm thinking a Super Mario World story. Because in, yes. Super, in Super Mario World, Mario and Yoshi together... Bowser kidnaps the princess, blah, blah, blah. And Mario, with the help of Yoshi, goes to each of these castles. Each one's run by a different Koopa kid. One of Bowser's, like, eight kids. <laughs> And you have to fight each of them in turn until you finally reach Bowser at the end. I'm thinking it's going to be something like that. Uh, if they introduce, if they're bringing Yoshi in and Bowser wants revenge, it's going to be some. It's going to be a. Some, it's going to be that kind of story, I think. Perhaps in the second movie, Peach will get kidnapped. Maybe. Maybe it will be her the second time around. Because it so. seems it seems like Mario and Luigi are. Um, Getting acclimated to living in the Mushroom Kingdom now, from the way from what we saw at the end of the movie, looks like they actually left their home world and moved into the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, and that's where they are now. So I'm thinking that by the time the next movie comes around, they'll have been living there long enough to know, you know, where to go, what to do. Yeah, that kind of thing. So, you know, maybe even a new thread. Maybe they'll even introduce some new characters in the extended Mario universe. Do you think we'll get Princess Daisy? Or maybe. In the next movie? Maybe even uh, King DTD. King DTD's from Kirby. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but, well, oh, Diddy Kong was in this movie, by the way. Yes, he was. And they mentioned Very him by, mentioned by name, and they cut to him in the audience a couple of times during that fight. The two kid, the other two monkeys sitting next to him, the girl on his right and the, the bigger dude on his left, mm-hmm. were, um, I want to say... Trixie Kong and um, 
and uh, fuck, what was his name? Like Chunky Kong or some shit like that? Yeah. They're from other Donkey... There was like three Donkey Kong Country games on the Super Nintendo. The first one had Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong. The second one, you played as Diddy Kong with Trixie Kong being your sidekick. And the third one, you played as Trixie with Chunky being your sidekick. So that's what they were referencing there was those those ones. And then there was Donkey Kong 64 that had Donkey Kong, Tiny Kong, Lanky Kong, and mm-hmm. Chunky Kong. Yes. Or whatever. Um, and of course, Cranky was part of all of them. So... That was I was expecting Cranky Kong to have more of a grouchy old man voice, like, ah, get off my lawn, you young whippersnappers. It did catch me off guard with his voice a little bit, but also, his voice still works, you know? It, I wasn't sure what I thought of it until you said that you thought it was Larry David. I was just saying, yeah, he, he sounds like Larry David. And then, I, I looked at it like that, and I was like, okay, I could see that. Less of a grouchy old man and more of a crazy old man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you Okay. That's what they're going for in this one. You know? So I could see that. I could definitely see that. Oh, man. So, I would, yeah. Um, I'm excited to see, you know, if the, since this movie was successful from what we can see, it will... Um, definitely probably get a sequel they're planning for it with that credit scene so oh yes definitely uh the i'm excited to see where it goes from here i just hope it doesn't take too long no no not at all yep so maybe not have it out next year but the following so i i enjoyed it you enjoyed it we both enjoyed it it was a fun time it was a nice little nice little outing absolutely um yeah, that's pretty much our thoughts. Uh, usually, I know that my thoughts on movies are usually a lot more like well spoken and like deep, broken down philosophical stuff. You know, like you got like you if you heard me talk about some of those movies on the 2022 Year in Review podcast, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, like I dug deep into some of those. Like I said before, this is not the kind of movie where you can really dissect it like that. It's just not. The nature of how this movie is played out just doesn't really allow for that kind of deep dive. It's not that deep. It's it's really not. It's just a bunch of references and Easter eggs. Right. So, um, but I still enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. They did have, there were some nice, like, touching brother moments, you know, but outside of that, it wasn't really, you know, all that, um... It, it, it was it wasn't all that like uh, going for something strong emotional wise or like moral of the story wise this movie exists literally just to entertain you that's its purpose so it was very entertaining yes so anyways with that in mind that is our thoughts and review on the Super Mario Brothers movie if you've seen the movie let me know your thoughts about it in the comments down below and if you enjoyed this, remember to go ahead and click that like button. Um, so as always, I have been Justin, aka Oversoul, and you can find me on Twitter at Oversoul53, and of course here on the YouTubes as well. And you... I am Nick the Vaping Fiend. You can find me as such on Twitter, uh, TikTok, and Twitch. Uh, on TikTok, it's the.vaping.fiend. Uh, otherwise, just solid one word, The Vaping Fiend, on Twitter and on Twitch. Alright, and um, 
that'll be it for this little bonus episode of the podcast. Uh, short and sweet and to the point. Thank you all so much for listening and look forward to the next official episode coming in about two weeks. Thank you and goodbye, everybody. Bye.